everyone. Welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. As we wrap up this final episode of the season, we want to take a moment to thank you for listening. 2021 was our first year producing the Acrobatic Arts Podcast, and we can't believe how well it has been received. Planning 2022 has begun, and we have some exciting things in store. But there's one thing we're missing, you. We want to know what questions you have for the guests that we have on the show. We are kicking off the new year with our first episode featuring Acrobatic Arts founder and Canadian division manager, Mandy Yip. Is there something you've always wanted to ask Mandy? a business or personal development tip, maybe some acrobatic arts insider info, or really anything that you're curious about. We want to know. Drop us a note to podcast at acrobaticarts.com and we will try to include your question for Mandy in the episode. Before we begin the official top five countdown, I would like to say a huge thank you to all of our amazing guests from 2021 And I would like to share a little portion from our very first episode, Expert Advice on Auditioning with Rick Chia. So let's talk about the first thing, um, what you do, how well you do it, and how. Uh, Basically, we're talking about technique. The technique in whatever dance style or acrobatic style you do, very, very important. Um, Shows are looking for people who can do show after show, night after night. Without technique, you will definitely hurt yourself and you will not last a long time. The second, personality and professionalism. Now when I say personality, I'm talking about the artistic side of what you're doing. And professionalism, obviously, how well you follow directions, um, how you react when you make mistakes, how well you integrate um, what a director tells you to do and how to do what you're doing. Auditions are an integral part of this profession. If you become professional, you will be auditioning a lot. And no matter how good or bad you are, there will always be someone who likes you and someone who does not like you. And even if a director loves you, they have to think about the actual role that they are trying to fill. So never ever take anything personally. Auditions are about seeing who you are and what you can do. It's also about seeing how well you work on a daily basis. So if you're asking what to prepare for an audition a few weeks before the audition, then it's too late. You should be preparing every single day of your life. Then once the audition is over, the rest is out of your control. So there's no point in even thinking about it anymore. After that, you leave, you continue your life, and hope that they call you. And you might remember this memorable moment with David Stinson, episode 11. Yeah, I just love the Rocky Horror Show. It's so much fun and crazy. And there was this one incident where um, I basically there was a blackout and I had to jump on top of this big pod. I had to like climb a ladder in the blackout, jump on top of this pod in like six inch heels. um, (laughs) And then as soon as the lights came up, this was like a matter of seconds, I had to be standing there in my um, stockings and 
and stuff. And then I had to walk down these steps as the turntable's turning. And I had, I had like 10 seconds or something silly to get off the turntable um, before the, um, oh, what do you call it? The thing like drop, the, the backdrop came down and it's all automatic nowadays. And my heel got stuck in, <laughs> there was this tiny little gap between one of the steps and my heel got stuck. And because I was dancing in my heels, I had like some elastic. And so it was still attached to my leg. It was, oh, it was so embarrassing. There was an audience of 2000 people. They were all laughing their heads off at me. I'm like trying to stumble down these stairs thinking, oh my goodness, this backdrop's going to come down on me any second. If I don't get out of the way, it's just going to crush me. So I'm like panicking. Everyone's laughing. And I'm like a wreck, <laughs> still trying to sing this song. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's probably one of my best um, times on stage because afterwards, right. oh, it was brilliant, yeah. Definitely the show must go on type of moment. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> wow, things, things that you can't plan for. Yeah. Uh, and would you honor us with singing us something from that musical or maybe another one? Oh, wow, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but... Oh, let me see if I can remember. What's the what's the words for the? How do you do? I see you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Don't get strung out by the way that I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. There you go. Every episode has wonderful takeaways, so make sure to listen to them before we head into the new season. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for, and picked by you, the listeners, the Acrobatic Arts Podcast Top 5 Episodes of 2021. Starting us off at number five is episode 12, Tips for Cartwheel Rebounds and Roundoffs with Sarah Calvert. In my opinion, I think the roundoff is really one of the hardest skills that you will teach your dancers, and it's one of the hardest things to have them master, even though the dancers themselves may feel like it's actually an easy skill. And that's just because they really are doing a cartwheel that lands with two feet. So they feel like they've really mastered this round off and they're doing this round off because they've done this cartwheel that lands with two feet. However, there's just so many technical components to a good round off and it really is super foundational for your tumbling skills. You would never teach someone to do fuerte turns until they could do a very good, solid, clean, single pirouette and probably multiple pirouettes. So if you want them to have strong tumbling, um, backwards tumbling in particular, you really want them to have a really well refined round off. That's going to take a lot of time, it's going to take drills, and it's going to take teacher attention to really master this round off. Coming in at number four is episode 14, Square Hip Splits, Flexibility, and the Nervous System with Erica Mayall. So there's been controversy in the literature in terms of research um, for a long, long time about 
how people improve their flexibility. And so there's been studies that have shown different mechanical effects of stretching and uh, the potential that we're actually adding more sort of fibers to muscle. There's other properties, the sort of viscoelastic property of the muscle that we think that that's where flexibility comes from. There's also studies that are showing that there's a much more um, sort of prominent nervous system input to flexibility. And so more of a sensory input. There's studies that show that simply stretching, we increase our tolerance to stretching. So we get used to that stretching feeling and then can be able to push a little bit further into those stretches. and that that's how people gain flexibility. There's no consensus in the research at this point that shows that this is the exact mechanism that improvements in muscle flexibility occur by. And I think that that probably speaks to the fact that there's probably a complex interplay between the mechanical system and the sort of sensory or nervous system component and that they're interacting with each other. And so in order for us to maximize flexibility or really get the most out of a flexibility program, I think we need to address all components of that. So we're gonna have a mechanical aspect of that, but we also need to address the nervous system aspect. Moving on to number three, we have episode 20, the hypermobility MD with Dr. Linda Bluestein. This might be a basic question, but what is the difference between hypermobility and flexibility? That is always like that. <laughs> leading question, but it, but it's such a good thing to start with because it is so extremely important. And especially in dance, something like dance or acro where, you know, we're not trying to quote unquote, just live our lives, you know, pain-free, but we're trying to maximize our range of motion. And ironically though, it benefits everyone to, ma to maximize their usable range of motion. So hypermobility, the word hyper in front of anything means high. So hyperthermia is high body temperature. Hypermobility means that a joint has greater than expected range of motion. Hypomobility means that it has lower than expected range of motion. So hypermobility is, is greater than expected range of motion. So that has to do with, with the joints and how far they can go. And flexibility has to do with basically the ability of the muscles and the nervous system to utilize that range of motion. So ironically, a person can be hypermobile in their joints, okay? So their joint has this incredible ability to go beyond a normal range of motion. However, their muscles might be really tight because the muscles are trying to protect them from going into that range of motion or they're trying to protect them and keep the bones in normal alignment. And therefore a person can be hypermobile but inflexible. So it's a really important distinction. Likewise, a person can have normal range of motion, but be very flexible because their, their nervous system and their muscles are able to utilize their full range of motion. So they're distinctly different things, but they're often confused one for the other. Taking the number two position is episode two, teaching acro during the first lockdown with Kelly Peterson. So now we're in like June, I'm guessing, and yep. you've done your first four week session. And tell me a little bit about the punch card. Uh, did that come after the first yes. four week session? Okay, tell me about so that. We did that the, was, it seemed like a really brilliant idea. We did the four weeks and everybody wanted more. And people who didn't sign up, like we're like, can we do this now? Um, in May, our county opened up, like the restaurants were allowed to open up. Um, so 
in that's when we were allowed to actually have people in here. I want to say the limit was 25 or 10 at that time. Um, so I started the six week thing and it was buy five, get one free. I, again, did not charge. I know there's lots of people who are way more, you know, advanced with me in teaching and everything. I charged $150 for uh, six, it's six hours is what it comes to. With it being summer, I also said it didn't have to be six weeks in a row. Uh, people still vacationed here a lot, um, you know, but they might have went camping even. It's not like, you know, they flew to Florida or anything. There's a lot of camping around here. So I didn't want to make it feel like, okay, if you do miss a week, you don't get to make that up. So right. it kind of was like drug out throughout the summer, but I wanted it all really done by the end of July, if possible. Um, again, my goal was 20 people, because I was like, okay, my goal was 10 last time, my goal is gonna be 20. I ended up, I believe, with 34. Wow. Um, I did not promise in person, even though we were open at that time. Uh, the studio still, we didn't, um, we did two, two day camps and they were successful, but it wasn't necessarily comfortable um, just with people in and out of the studio. So we did those two camps and that was it. That was the only summer camp that we did was those two besides this acro program. Uh, so we just stuck with the acro program, sold, I believe 34 um, at $150. I, that's, to be honest, that's probably as much if not more than what we would have made off of our regular summer camps. And the most listened to acrobatic arts podcast episode of 2021 and in the number one spot is episode four, taking care of your mental health with Dr. Leisha Strawn. The more we get into this is, uh, you know, it's so important to really think about our own health as teachers and as coaches and thinking about how we need to maintain ourselves. You know, um, we are so used to giving to our athletes, giving to our dancers and, using a lot of that energy, uh, which we love. And we're, we're, you're in this type of profession because you do love doing that. Uh, at the same time though, if we're not healthy, then our athletes can't be healthy. And, and we know that in families, um, you know, when, when people are <laughs> running themselves ragged in families that you do need to stop and take that uh, self-care. So, um, you know, I'm just gonna offer a few things just to think about for teachers in terms of protecting their own mental health during this time. Uh, first thing is what we were talking about in terms of me dancing and finding uh, things to keep me occupied is really getting in touch with those other artistic passions. You know, we have a lot of different things that we love to do. And sometimes because of the busyness of teaching and coaching, we often might not take time uh, or it's not even just about finding time. You know, I always think, you know, we have to take time because no one's going to give it to you. So you have to take that time for yourself. And whether it's music, I've noticed uh, some coaches, even coaches at the university, um, posting, you know, things with them getting back to piano or guitar or, you know, taking time to actually reconnect with that and, and thinking, wow, you know, uh, university seasons have all been canceled <laughs> this year as well. 
And so those coaches are also like, other than recruiting right now, uh, you know, and I have obviously things I can do and courses I can take, but what are some, some things that are going to feed me, you know, getting back to art, whether it's painting, you've never really had time for that or crochet or, you know, something that's going to be for yourself. Um, and as we mentioned, for me, it's been in dance, even though I dance all the time, it's just rediscovering other choreographers and, and other ways of movement. So um, making the best of this time that way. I don't think it's any surprise that our top two podcasts were about the pandemic. Acrobatic Arts saw teachers and business owners who were in need of help and tried to provide as much support as possible. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap for 2021. As I mentioned, planning has begun for 2022. And don't forget, podcast listeners, we want to hear from you. This is your chance to ask the questions that you would like the answers to. Send your questions and comments to podcast at acrobaticarts.com. We want to make sure that you're heard and that the Acrobatic Arts Podcast continues to provide the content you're looking for and that you want to hear. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.